Weep, O oh children of the dust, but know that it will not be enough. Welcome back to the Shattered Cosmos. I am Waffle, your GM for this glimpse into the Shattered Cosmos, joined here by the Condemned, and you know them by these names. Uh, Daniel playing Alabaster, who apparently is, is a child of the dust, but uh, is not weeping. <laughs> hey y'all, hiatus thing is Michigan, everybody's favorite haiku <laughs> samurai. <laughs> I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickham's. And I'm Matt, and I play Neric Shadespear. All right. Uh, I guess we do a recap at this point, right? Typically, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Go for Wait, it. No one has. No one has. Does anyone have access to the the Gmail so that we can be checking? Oh the fan crap! Mail? Oh, we should probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to get. Yeah, we're gonna. God, have we're to really get good on. at this. <laughs> yeah. Joe's gonna come back after the hiatus, and everything's just on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no viewer mail. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, none. That it's gonna be like twenty emails from patches. Oh, I can't wait. We're gonna get Ten like from Kelly. We're gonna Ten get viewer mail for Joe about uh Oris and about like world details, and we'll just make shit up. It'll yeah. be great. Oh, uh, yes. We're in control of the lore now. <laughs> I'm the captain. Yeah. <laughs> It happens when the DM goes on hiatus. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, everybody. Did you know Saskia is really into ballroom dancing? <laughs> Not anymore. Also, the GM I'm said it, is, so it's canon. I'm saying is, which means she's not dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saskia's coming back. Okay, Saskia. we're way off topic. <laughs> who, who wants yes. to recap what happened last time in the Shattered Cosmos? Last episode, we met each other, and then we went down into an abyss, and we discovered a railing system in a, a part of a city or a, some kind of uh, discovered the, what, we, we, Well, um, not that we would know it was electricity, but this city has electricity. And some avian demi-humans. But yes. not, definitely not electricity, though. Uh, I don't know how much Alabaster told the party, but he did tell them that it was some kind of... It was powered... Um, it's better but it was it was magically powered. Yes. But yeah, some ancient force yet dwells within the veins of the city. So, because I, I I assume that there are other um, applications of this throughout the city. Very likely, yes. Skip, you had just uh, prowled ever closer to what appears to be a campsite of some kind that is currently being ransacked by more of these uh, I guess you might know what these creatures are or you know some among you I think uh, in particular uh, Narek you would probably now that you've seen one alive and not charred mm -hmm. you would know uh, in your travels as a mercenary that this species or this group is typically known as stringers okay. uh they're as i alluded to previously sort of a bird demi-human race typically they're found in small clans or war tribes they're usually not a huge danger to sharoon but if you're not careful they will stab you in your sleep so uh, they are 
ruthless and uh, perhaps more clever than some people give them credit for, which tends to be their downfall. Okay. Well, I relay this to the group, and I'm like, clearly they're here for a reason, and it seems like they're guarding something or searching for something themselves, perhaps. Mm, yeah. Yeah, there's something up. Um, well, I imagine when you're living down here, there there aren't a whole lot of resources, and so they're scavenging, maybe? Yeah, they definitely seem super excited about that potion they found. Oh, um, yeah. But I, I think we should be excited about that potion they found, because we should take <laughs> that. All right. Question is, do we have the ability to take them on? I can't just run up and stab all of them. <laughs> uh, true. Very true. Um, maybe we wait a little bit to see if they leave, and then we go through the camp to see if we can find weapons. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay. So they, uh, you're just gonna sort of sit tight there and keep an eye on them while they're yeah. scavenging. So you can definitely see, in addition to this backpack that's been sort of left to the side, uh, there's a moment where the three of them discover what is very clearly a longsword. And they ooh and they ah, and one of them struts around with it, you know, braced up against their shoulder, uh, looking very proud and, you know, smug as this gleaming, shining blade uh, catches the lantern light. And... Another one goes rifling through the tent nearby, uh, of course, ripping into it in the process and making a complete a, mess of everything. It's a glean in Narek's eyes, and he's like, I want that sword. <laughs> the other one uh, emerges from the tent with what appears to be like rations, uh, some kind of block of meal or you know dried foodstuffs and uh starts waving it around initially as some kind of bludgeoning implement and then uh by happenstance happens to bring it close enough to their beak to perhaps catch a whiff of something remotely edible and then uh announces in this unknown tongue uh, their discovery and begins to peck and gnaw at this uh this brick. They they don't seem to be in a particular hurry to leave. Like they're not they're not gathering things up into their arms or hastily filling a backpack. And as you know, two of them sort of rummage around and continue to uh, poke through this thing, the one that has just gained a longsword does seem to be nominally posted as a guard and will occasionally stop their sifting through these abandoned backpacks to look up towards the dark tunnel in your direction and uh, peer and ponder for a moment and then go back to what they're doing. Okay. Um, we need distraction then. Yeah, how, how many are there again? Three. All right. Yeah, I think our best bet is to pick them off one by one, try to get one to come up here and... Ooh, let's jingle the bells. Let's set up a trap and jingle the bells. Good idea. Okay. Unless unless anyone else has any better ones. Okay. I mean, is there jingle a, the bells? <laughs> is there a, is there a doorway leading to 
like we have we entered this compound yet? No. Uh, this appears okay. to be like a the entrance to some kind of larger, more complex facility. The tunnel does continue on past, but um, the way the rails are laid out here, they come up and then move parallel to the door for a little ways and then veer back off back into the tunnel. And there's okay. a sort of like a interchange or like a switching point. Yeah. So do... I mean, let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's do what we did last time. Post up two people at the door um, and kill... Get the drop on at least two of these guys as they come out. Because we, we can still do the distraction like we did earlier. Um, just with... Uh, not with the torch. Just draw them out with bells. And then um, Narek at the door and Alabaster stops. Appa... Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> he, uh, Are you he, of any... He looks to you with sad eyes. He says, used to be a roofer. I made <laughs> fine roofs. Keep all the wind and the rain out. They did. So you're handy with a hammer. Uh, I've nailed many a shingle in my day. Of course, all that's over now. How uh, 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 quaint. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Alabaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you bring anything with you? Oh, no. They they took everything from me when I was... Oh, oh I was wrongly accused. You have to believe me. Doesn't really matter if we believe you or not, bud. We're here anyways. <laughs> yes, you waste your breath. Let's set up. Appa looks uh, panicked at this thought, but does pick up a rock and hold it with a sort of vague swinging motion. So who wants to post up at the door? So there's not really, uh, a, just case in point, there's not really a door here. The oh, camp okay. that they are raiding is on the outside of this structure, sort of sitting not directly uh, okay. atop these rails, but like right next to it. I thought they were inside yeah. the compound. Yeah, yeah, no, this, okay. this camp appears to have been made outside of this building, and then you can't really tell more before getting closer. Question, are they on the rails? Part of the camp is, yeah. Do we run, want to run the cart through the rail, through the camp? Like, through their camp? Like, where they are? Yeah, no, it, it would, it would cause quite a ruckus. So depending on how fast the cart is moving, you may be able to hit one of them with the yeah. vehicle. Okay. Um, I'm down to try that too. There's there's a working cart that they've been repairing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks okay. like uh, it's got some extra plates that have been hammered back into place. and. Oh, so it's armored. <laughs> I wouldn't quite say armored. Oh. It is intact. Okay. I have a tank on a rail. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um I'm unkillable, but I can't hurt anybody unless they're on my rail. <laughs> yeah. Um it's, the the getting the drop on them is probably a smarter plan, but I thought it would be fun. Oh, uh were these fun. things wearing like a cloak of any kind or are they just kind of there? Um 
some of them have like sashes or bandoliers with uh, okay. particularly shiny bits of metal or plastic that they've acquired, but uh, right, the boys they're work. they're definitely like Winnie the Pooh in it out here. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's just thinking. You can't um, say that when I'm drinking something. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, I'm just thinking. I have a uh, polymath as one of my foci. So I was going to try and do uh, a perform with the bells to try and copy what the last one was saying as ah. it was calling out. Oh. Um, and maybe get their attention over towards us or towards the rail. And then we, bam, okay. hit them where it hurts. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to leave the uh, the torch to somebody else. Um, and I'm going to take my bell and uh, sneak around to uh, I guess whichever side of the tracks they're on, I'm going to be on the opposite side. Oh, to try to like get them lure them to... onto okay. onto yeah, the yeah. track. Yeah. Um, sure. And I, I explain all this before I go and do um, <laughs> naturally. So, yeah. Okay. I, I am ready to to make rolls. If there's any other preparations you guys want to make, um, Alabaster goes to find a small, very very small rock. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, it, mm, he's not a strong lad. <laughs> Strength of five. Yeah, you FYI. got a, a baseball yeah. sized stone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Quick, furious strike, flourish of blades, deadly hit, curious plan, go. <laughs> that was really good. Um, yeah, go ahead and uh, give me a charisma perform. Okay. Or you could use intelligence perform since you're doing kind of like a polymath thing Ooh, here. Yeah, like mimic mimicry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, if, I'll if take that then. If you That's a nine. Woo, okay, with, yeah. Uh, intelligence there. Uh-huh. Um, it, it takes you a moment to get into character. You know, you got to like, you got to hunch down a little bit and you got to really uh, you know, get Pull the ears the back and, you know, really act like I've got a beak. Yeah, you got to get into know. the headspace of a stringer before you can yeah. be a stringer. And to everybody else, it is a little bit startling, like how authentic this squawk that comes out of your mouth is, this horrible little screeching noise. And you caper about a little bit, mimicking uh, not just the cadence of the jangling bells, but also the uh, sort of almost timid and concerned Gabada? Gabada? And... Almost immediately, the uh, stringers below take notice, and uh, the two of them that are currently fighting over this block of rations, uh, all of its corners rounded off by opportunistic nibbling, pause and look up and uh, mutter amongst each other briefly, and then the the one who's pretty evidently in charge, or at least like nominally in charge of the other two, given that they have the biggest sword... Um, steps a little bit closer, peering out into the gloom with a, uh, I mean, an unreadable bird expression, certainly. 
and they shout something back in that language that you still have a little to no understanding of and uh they shout something and then look back over their shoulder and make a comment to the other two and then um laughter is a pretty universal uh event or you know species-wide phenomenon among social animals so the very clearly these three share a a laugh or a chuckle uh and based on the kind of like jeering uh one of them like oh gabina like they're clearly making fun of uh whoever or whatever you are mimicking and they Great. the the three of them uh begin to uh, jeer and laugh and uh a couple of them throw some small stones out into the dark in your direction well that didn't work but um, uh, they have moved closer in your like it it has drawn them together out of the camp and towards the rails okay yeah i'll i'll keep it up then um sounding a bit more sad i guess and <laughs> um yeah why are you laughing at me Gavada? it's Gavada, not Gavada. <laughs> oh Gavada. <laughs> <laughs> um so pretty quickly uh the lead scavenger seems to lose patience with this buffoonery and uh quickly they go from sort of joining in this joking and uh, jeering in your direction and you judging by the tone of voice and the general like fluffed up demeanor of this uh, sword wielding bird person they are very clearly like shouting an order of some kind at you the exact nature of which is hard to place <laughs> so um what are the rest of you doing while this uh nonsensical bird charade is taking place i was kind of waiting and hiding to get the i'm watching with over. great interest <laughs> they don't have bird people like this where i come from alabaster reading a rock to throw okay ultimately what go. happens is uh you get shouted at for another couple minutes and then um abruptly the sword wielder stands and uh turns to the other two and barks an order at one of them and they uh they grumble a little bit and then uh draw a knife and begin to advance in your direction oh Yep, gonna, gonna need gonna need some help. If y'all want to be oh. doing that, hit him with the cart thing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. get your timing ready. Yeah. We probably should have... <clears throat> Crap. The can of bells. He was shaking it when he was shouting Gabada. Well, yeah, so... That might you're... be, like, part of their... I, I'm assuming that you signal. mimicked the, the bell signal here. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, with the that, can. that was yeah. part of the I have... I, didn't... I have my one bell, but you know, oh, okay. it could still yeah. be different-ish, but still. <laughs> yeah, they're over I here like, look at these fuckers trying to fake us out with their one bell bullshit. 
<laughs> what, what is that? Three bells in a tin can? Nah, I only get out of bed for five bells in an Altoid tin, honey. <laughs> so we got to get going to move that cart. <laughs> okay. Uh, exert. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, Alpha is assisting you on the other side, so I'll give you a plus one. All right. A total of eight. Okay. You are able to give this cart a pretty good shove. It's a little more wobbly than the other one for some reason. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't quite ride the rails as smooth as you were expecting. So it uh, it goes careening around the corner here, uh, hugging to the rails despite its speed. And the lead stringer who is standing on the rails with a knife drawn rolls a agility saving throw and is hit by a cart uh they of all the things they expected to see around the other side their <laughs> their body language as they you know, approach is not that of oh i think there's an imposter out in the dark it's very clearly like somebody getting ready to go kick somebody's ass and likely like somebody who is weaker than them like they are pretty relaxed (laughs) and confident here yeah and then they round the corner and instead of finding another bird person to bully or punish or whatever for failing to complete their bell related task uh, they find a solid wall of moving metal speeding at them there is a loud, satisfying clunk as the front of this cart collides with this bird, and they are bowled end over end, and the cart uh, jostles a little bit as it goes up and over them and continues on its way. The uh, bird creature sprawled out between the rails, uh, arms pedaling with a pained squawk is uh not quite dead but very plainly stunned and uh <laughs> was not expecting that the other two having heard this ferocious impact and the pained cries of their compatriot are able to get out of the way of the cart as it whips through the camp and it catches on the edge of one of the tents that has moved into the path of the rails from their scavenging and between the pegs driven down into the stone and just the age of the system, it's enough to derail the cart and send it basically tumbling and rolling into the wall with a loud crash. Ooh. Oh. Uh, I would like everybody at this point to please roll initiative, which is 1d8 plus dex mod. 1d8 plus dex. Two. Seven. Now, I have the alert feet, so I think that does something, right? Oh, does it? Um, that is good to know. Go ahead and look that up for me while you're... If the GM rolls initiative by sides, you can add a plus one bonus to your sides initiative roll. Uh, we're rolling individually, uh, so... Oh, okay. You could roll it 
I could roll twice to take the better result. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I got a six. Ooh, speedy. Okay. Um, let me just rearrange these briefly here. Uh, I believe Skip, you are lucky number one. By which I mean number seven. By which I mean you're at the top of the initiative. Great. Uh, so I'm going to rustle up a rock and then see if I can uh, chuck this thing at uh, at the one that's down. Okay. Uh, try and take him out. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so that's just going to be a... Uh, I guess this would be a thrown attack. So that is mm -hmm. with shoot i think please let it be shoot <laughs> i am pretty sure let me uh thrownless range uh, uh throne come on okay yeah it's a uh, expert at placing throne yeah it's it's shoot so go ahead and roll a d20 plus shoot plus attribute i think Okay. To hit against the AC. Wow. Uh, that is a 19. Yo! Yeah, that'll absolutely hit. Um, I'm going to say a improvised rock weapon for now is just a D4. So okay. go ahead and do D4 plus your dex. Uh, that's four damage. Okay, yeah. Uh, you, you place this rock perfectly. I mean... Uh, no sooner has the cart passed over this poor, poor bird. Uh, just as they are beginning to sit up, their vision is once again occluded by a large, round object. And that's the last thing they see before uh, their lights go out. Uh, Boom. They flop to the ground, limp, and uh, either dead or unconscious. It's unclear which. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to move over towards it. Okay. Um, yeah, so to give you a sense of the battle rock. space here, um, if you imagine like the the front of this entrance as like a flat wall, the campsite is out in front of that, and then mm -hmm. you are about uh, 40 feet away uphill uh, like up a gentle incline as this uh, rail heads down towards it behind like a couple patches of rubble. Okay. So yeah, you go. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick up another rock and make my way downhill a little bit so okay. I can have a good angle on the others. Yeah, yeah. And that's my turn. All right, Michi, what do you got? I'm going to... Put my right hand at three o'clock position, and I'm going to put my left hand straight up in the air, like I'm about to windmill slam a guitar. <laughs> and I'm going to say, "Mini soda, come find me in my hour of need. Strum devoted blade." And just like that, you see a sitar that is like jade, jade green, form in his hands, with a small oni looking wooden piece on the top of like where you would um, like tune the strings. All right. 
and the mouth starts moving. <laughs> what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you couldn't have done that any sooner. You know how long I've been sitting in that chest? <laughs> <laughs> what? And he, I like turn around, and he's like, oh, well, looks like you've gotten yourself into something really great now. See that you only wanted to, <laughs> to, to summon me back once you needed me. That's great to know that we're still such great friends. But I guess I'll help you out, because you're all I got. All right. And I'll move I'll walk forward because okay, I'm imagining it's like takes a blinking bit. really fast and like looking around <laughs> and making sure everyone else is seeing what he is seeing. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, you saw uh Michigan summon from the ether a um an instrument. And this uh this sitar is very plainly a impressive instrument a piece of art it's well made and it has all sorts of inlay and ornamental engravings but it's also seen a lot of years and it's very tattered and worn and uh has been broken and strung and um it's been it's been tended to but it's definitely had a rough uh lineage and also it talks (laughs) <laughs> yep, it talks. Um, okay, so the other uh stringer, the one that is not uh the one with the sword or the one that's uh currently face down uh bleeding, pulls from one of the, you know, nearby piles of stuff they've been sorting through a long, sturdy looking length of metal likely intending to embed it somewhere between your eyes as they go uh, running forward with a very unpleasant shriek of some kind. And this creature is going to, uh, with surprising ferocity, uh, charge directly at uh, Skip. Oh boy. So... They go uh, lunging straight in. They're going to use the fancy charge action to get a little bonus on the roll. Um, I think that's a plus two. Uh, That is going to be a 15 versus your AC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that gets me. (laughs) Okay. Um, So this blunt instrument of uh, retribution uh, impacts, oh my god, for four damage. Oh, jeez. Okay. Just catches you right in the side with it. How? And uh, that is its turn. Uh, Of note, it is charged in with this senseless, wild assault and left itself completely open to counterattack. Uh, and so its AC is reduced for this round. Um, that brings us to, uh, oh, Neric, what was your initiative? Six. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, for some reason I have it much lower here. Uh, yes, Neric, you're next. All right. Yeah, I, I see this happen and I'm going straight for that guy. So, okay. Um, all right, so I'm going to pull out the uh, the knife that I took off of 
his uh, dead uh, friend. And so I've got this ability, so this is where I'm going to need some help. I've got this ability called Shocking Assault, Mm-hmm. And then I've also got Killing Blow. So, okay. Shocking Assault... and read me off either one. <laughs> so, Shocking Assault says, um, you're extremely dangerous enemies around you for also you melee attacks. I know you said his armor class is already reduced, but yep. it says the damage of your weapons treats all targets as if they were ace armor class 10, assuming your weapon is capable of harming the target in the first place. Uh-huh. Uh, your killing blow definitely capable. Yeah, thing said, killing blow is whenever a warrior inflicts damage with any attack, spell, or ability, they may add half their character level rounded up to the damage done. It's also added to any shock they may inflict. Oh my god! Combined with foci meant to improve shock attacks, such as arm master, close combatant, or shocking assault. Okay. This is. This ensures that an experienced warrior will almost always kill any ordinary human, soldier, or minor monster, regardless of their attack roll results. <laughs> yeah, so um, just for everybody, uh, both here and at home, so the way that Worlds Without Number works is it has something called shock, which is a, a value associated with a particular weapon. And the way shock works is it's supposed to model the idea of, like, if you are not wearing armor and somebody comes at you with a knife, there's really no way to get away from that completely unscathed, even if it's just having to put yourself on the back foot to avoid it or you know a narrow miss that uses mm-hmm. up some of that precious luck. So um, if, for instance, you had a dagger, which is ordinarily a shock of one at AC 15. Uh, That means that anything with an AC of 14, or I think it's 15 or lower, uh, you will always deal at least one damage to it, even if you miss. Yeah. Um, The damage that you deal can never be lower than your shock value. So in your case, you would deal two damage to this creature no matter what. Yeah. Assuming that its AC is below 15, which is true. Yeah. Well, and based on shocking assault, its AC has got to be 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. So, yep, you are um, you are going to do a minimum of two damage here, but a dagger is a 1d4, so you could bump that a little higher. All right, and I add my uh, modifiers, right? Yes, yeah, so um, attack roll is 1d20 plus uh, stab plus strength or dex. Oh, that's a total of 16. Definitely a hit. And then damage for a dagger is a d4 plus strength or dex mod. Alright. That's a total of... So I add the 2 on as well, right? So that's uh, that 2 shock is the minimum, not added on. Okay. Alright, gotcha. Well then that's a 3. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you... You get him good in the side. There is a terrible spray of blood, and it smells a, an acrid, inhuman scent. But uh, this thing is not quite dead. It continues to thrash and warble angrily. Try to get it also to get its attention towards me and away from uh, yeah. Skip as well. So from there is also a thing assault. for that. Um, 
there is an action called, I believe, uh, screen another or essentially uh, what it is, is when you take a move action, you can uh, move up next to somebody and uh, screen them. It's called screen an ally. And what that is, is uh, as long as you're adjacent to this person, whenever somebody would attack yeah. that ally, you can make a contested uh, skill check to basically intercept that attack and take it instead. All right. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do that for the okay. next attack if you do that. If, yeah, if yeah. Try. All right. Um, Alabaster, what would you like to do? I'm uh, going to hefty, hefty throw this rock in my hand. Okay. Uh, throwing it at the guy with the club? Guy? Oh, I thought it was a sword. Uh, the sword guy has not acted yet. Okay. Um, then guy with the club. Okay. Gun Focus fire. Shoot against AC. Ooh. Um, it's a seven. Okay. Uh, seven is not actually. Seven might hit. They did just what? charge. Uh, nope. Not oh. Gonna hit. Okay. Are, are you sure it's a seven and not an eight? My, <laughs> I mean, you don't have a proficiency bonus, right? Correct. So. It's just dex. Yeah. Or if you have the skill, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, have, don't have the skill, it's minus two. Oh, then it's... <laughs> I rolled a five. Okay. So I'm sure it's not... <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not a seven. Yeah. It's a five. All right. Uh, the rock uh, whiffs by their head, unfortunately. Um, and the the sword I, well, wielder... What? I go to pick up another rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> as well. Yeah. I... Are you moving closer? Or are you going to hang back behind the front line here? How about I hang back? Okay. <laughs> I figured. I just wanted to <sighs> extend the offer. Uh, the sword wielder wades into the fray with a look of deadly certainty to them. Uh, this is a, a prime stringer specimen with a proud crest of feathers. And they even have a shirt. So this is their lofty status in this society. And they are going to attempt to skewer our dear friend, uh, Narek. So uh, they move up with a little more caution. They're not uh, quite so reckless or offended as their uh, companion is, apparently. Uh, and they sort of size up their opening and then step in and wildly flail this sword with absolutely no training. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is going to be a one versus your AC. Oh, 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 oh. amateur as he does, as, as he's <laughs> like flailing around with this sword. <laughs> Just a, a absolute rank amateur with this thing. Um, You're going to hurt yourself, kid. Yeah, very clearly. Like, uh, I think he, I think he needs to make a deck save to see if he even holds on <laughs> to it. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Sword, sword, sword. Long. Um, what is your AC? Fourteen. Uh, oh, do do you have armor on right now? Because you were not given armor as a prisoner. I thought that was just. Uh, it's so it. base AC without armor is ten plus Dex mod, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe I did get that from. 
Okay. Well, yep. then, yeah, it's just uh, 10. Okay. Uh, you're going to take two shock damage. Uh, his it's a wild flail but it is still a bladed weapon whipping around in front of your face and sure. you don't really have anything to block it with so it's uh it's only a matter of time before uh this creature accidentally skewers you if nothing else okay uh and then we are back at the top of the round with skip uh yeah i'm going to uh gonna back up here okay uh step away from these combatants and so, then uh um there is a opportunity attack headed your way if you do so um, okay you can um, use your action to make a withdrawal instead which makes you ignore opportunity attacks for the round but that will be your action yeah that's the main action yeah. um you are being screened by Nerik right now so in theory, it's if most... they made opportunity attacks, they would go towards the mercenary standing stalwart in front of you. It's mostly just I don't want to shoot in melee because yes. I'm pretty sure that's very bad. Big um, Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to let the screen happen um, okay. and just tumble back away from them because, ow. Um, and then I will throw a rock at the uh, at the sword wielder. So uh, withdrawal is going to be your action. If uh, oh, I was going to oh, just you're, move you're and let, let the, the screen... opportunity attack happen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let All the right. opportunity um, attack happen because the screen. Can I have a uh, can I have Neric? Please make me a stab skill check. Stab skill check. Yeah, uh, with strength, if that's what you're using for your combat ability. So just 2d6 yeah. plus stab plus skill. Basically, to see if you're able to screen for uh, Skipper or not. Alright. Uh, total of 10. Okay. Yeah, you are able to uh, sort of deftly maneuver your way and cut off the advance of this club-wielding maniac. Um and they swing around at you and they do not inflict any meaningful damage uh your ac is 11 yeah yeah uh yeah they roll terribly and then clubs do not have a shock value so you are able to uh, just sort of sidestep this thing and let it glance off and uh you have successfully covered. Thank you, friend. Yeah. And with that, we are at uh, Michigan. Oh, sorry. Do I still get to attack? Oh, yes. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 16. Okay. Yeah, that hits. Uh, cool. And roll a d4, because I'm just throwing a rock at him. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's a total of five. Cool. Who is this targeting? The club guy? Uh, the sword wielder. Oh, sword wielder. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> that is enough to outright freak his bean. Um, 
Wham. You you Wham-o. clock him real good on the side of the head with that uh, wildcat fastball, and uh, it goes down. The lovingly made longsword clatters to the ground, steel ringing against <clears throat> stone. <laughs> Ripe for the taking! <laughs> yep. And wouldn't you know it, Narek, it's your turn. I still got the one that's like pretty badly injured. Yeah, the right? the one that you're currently using as dagger storage. Yeah. Well, uh, I can finish him off. I think. <laughs> not gonna, it's not going to take much. You see a little more room where you could stick a sword in. Yeah, yeah, and you know he doesn't have a lot of uh, armor or anything. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, yeah, need yeah. a long sword in him as well. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and uh, you can just clean. scoop that up as like a. On turn action, and then yeah, uh, a total of thirteen. Yes, that will hit. Uh, I think you kill him based on shock alone, but if you want to roll a d8 plus strength. (laughs) Oh, I didn't pick up the longsword. I'm just oh, you're just finishing him off with the dagger. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then that's a five. (laughs) Oh my god, you you got him like a fish. You don't even know what a fish is, but you gutted him like a fish. Um, yeah, you uh, you just start at the stomach and pull up, and uh, by the time you reach the head, the lights are out. Nobody home. Uh, yeah, you have successfully slain the uh, the camp rear guard. It looks like. Uh, of the three that initially tried to uh, make your innards outards, uh, one of them is a pile of viscera, one of them is unconscious, and the other appears to have died. Nice. Did oh, it. we lived. All right. <laughs> okay. Who's hurt? I collect the longsword. Da 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 da. So you're probably the most hurt. I mean, I'm. I mean, Great. I mean, yeah, probably, but like you know, I can't really use my healing magic on myself, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take something. I mean, cool. Can you? Die? I, I don't. It says touch a willing ally hmm. to heal. That's an interesting. Question. Uh, I thought of that. Healing touch. Commit effort for the scene as an instant action. For the rest of the scene, you may heal two d six plus your heal skill to a touched ally as a main action. It adds one system strain each time that it is applied. Rad. So, um, yeah, let's let's patch you up there, bud, because I owe you one. <laughs> yeah, I'll take so it. So, can you roll those d sixes individually? Uh, um, I think it's I think it's like up to as a big lump sum. So, okay, like yeah. I was I thought it was you get keep it in the bank. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I thought it was you get two d six of healing a day uh, or something. Let me. I don't know. Uh, I, no, didn't I read just it. Keep, I was just—I just sort of turn it on uh, by committing effort for the scene to invoke the magic, uh, and then for the rest of the scene, I get to make oh, an as action a mi- to just—oh my god! Wow, tap, tap you. Yeah. So, you. so that's not like you do two d six. That's like you do as much healing as you want in the space of ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um. So the way that uh, healing is balanced in Worlds Without Number is every time you are healed by magic or potions and stuff, you take System Strain. Mm -hmm. And System Strain is like a 
the measurement of like the magical saturation in the body or like your spiritual resilience and it is uh essentially if your system strain ever exceeds your constitution score uh you basically like black out or Mm -hmm. or no you don't black out it's just healing doesn't work on you anymore so like i thought it was worse that's interesting though i think it's mostly just that it doesn't hang on i will i will confirm that because i uh creatures maximum system strain is equal to their constitution score and if maximized they can no longer benefit from any effect or healing that would add strain um I think if you are forced to exceed your system strain threshold through other means, it can cause you to die or go unconscious, but you can't okay. you can't voluntarily die from healing magic. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh yeah, so I mean you could yeah, it sounds like you could basically just top up uh Narek pretty much yeah. At will here. I'm just gonna take some time, give him a nice little shoulder massage. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um saved my life a little bit. A lot. <laughs> so um yeah, my first healing roll here, two D six is actually nine. So Damn. My my two D six are very, very happy with me today. Yeah, so, no kidding. Yeah. This is your system. <laughs> Apparently. Um, so yeah, if anybody else gets, uh, a boo-boo in the next however long, uh, yeah, I got you. But that is my, my big effort for the scene, so. All right. So now we start looting, right? Yeah, yeah, now's, now's the time when you get to really just grub around and, Is that uh, potion still there? Yes. Yeah, I'm going for the potion. So, um, a couple things. The uh, upon closer inspection, the sword wielder that was uh, knocked out with a beautiful baseball pitch. Um, <laughs> every Alchemist Club campaign is going to have baseball in it. That's just that's how it's going. <laughs> how it is. Uh, I initially th- thought about doing soccer instead, but nope, it's baseball. Um, what you notice is that the vest this creature is wearing is adorned with good luck sigils and trinkets and it has a bare minimum of padding woven into it such that it could it could be considered a war shirt for the purposes of armor um a lot of the times armor in the shattered cosmos is not strictly a physical effect but it might be a particularly lucky shirt or a cape that has been warded against misfortune or a particularly blood-soaked vestment that repels evil kind of thing so um Mm. that is a war shirt with an ac of 11 okay uh i'm gonna hand that to our warrior Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna say also that healing works on yourself for now like Oh, okay. I, I don't see any stipulation in here that you're not an ally. Want to. Like, yeah, I'm not my own ally. Yeah. That, that would be something. 
I, I'm I my think, own worst enemy. I think it makes a lot of sense to have a healer be able to healer heal myself. Like, come on. That's fair. <laughs> um. So yeah, go ahead and add some system strain, and then okay. get you all topped up. The camp, yes, that the potion you've all been waiting for. <laughs> um. So this is a. It's hard to miss, given that it is like glowing blue, uh, quite pretty little, you know, like stoppered flask. As you get closer, you notice uh, picking this thing up; it's still warm to the touch. You slosh it around a little bit, and you realize it's not actually a liquid. It appears to be like a bottled vapor of some kind. Um, and in addition to glowing, even though it still has its cork in, the stringer wasn't quite able to work it free before you distracted them. Um, there's a very intense odor of like wood smoke around it. Uh, which, again, you don't know what wood is, so this is a... <laughs> Is a strange and pleasant aroma, but oh, with this, um, can I roll a, a no using polymath um, to see if I would know anything about um, because the felids don't have like fur patterns, mm -hmm. but I believe we had established that um, there's a sacred ash or something like that that they use to oh, distinguish rank. Yes, yeah. So would I be able to roll no and see if this is related to that kind of scent? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, that is just a four. Okay. Um, this, I mean, you couldn't quite place it, but if you had to give a general vibe, this seems nicer than that. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps one little heresy in your vast list of heresies is that you always felt the scent of this uh you know this striping ash this boon from the lord of gold always had a a terrible acrid scent to it it uh it smelled so unnervingly of death in a way but this doesn't have that it has a a much nicer quality to it um huh. okay so identifying potions um, one of the ways that you can do so is to roll a magic skill. Yeah, no um, help there. I think another method might be like tasting it, uh, identifying elixirs. Uh, there's when you need them. There's some spells to it. Uh, you can also uh take a certain amount of time with the magic skill. Just uh doing wisdom magic or int magic to identify its purpose. Is it like taking a 10 or? No, it's just like, it Is takes it you that long to do a roll. So okay. uh, someone would, someone with the magic skill would roll to attempt in, to identify this elixir. Uh, and you only get one chance. Otherwise it remains unidentified. Also, uh, if the potion has, like, spoiled or if there's after effects or side effects due to its improper storage, uh, identifying it in that method is a little harder. Okay. But um, you, you can also do the classic uh, little dab on the tongue and see if you, uh, <laughs> see if you die. 
I don't want to uncork vapors, though. Yeah, that... Not as useful with this particular potion, I'll grant you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do... I, again, polymath gives me the skill level zero in all non-combat skills. So... Um, um, Alabaster, do you have a magic skill? I do. What is your... Oh, well, I just, it's I was probably better than mine. It's, a, it's zero. Oh. oh okay. Well, yeah, um, either, either one can do it. Okay. Uh, I'll assist you then. I'll let someone else do the rolling. Okay. Oh, we don't want to attempt like two separate rolls? You only get one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like one per person. Like, let no, me try I'm... to identify it. Oh, okay. You couldn't figure it out. Let me try to identify uh-huh. it. Yeah, okay. So, sure. Go ahead and assess me. And how does that bonus work? I just uh, give you just a plus one to the roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that is. Well, and I use intelligence for it? Yes. Intelligence or wisdom. Or whatever. I thought it was whatever my like spell casting since it's uh, magic. For this particular case, or is because identify it's more of like specifically. A, yeah, yeah. Specifically identify. Okay. Um so roll the seven, that's a nine. Okay. Yeah, that's more than sufficient. Um you uh you sort of swirl this around and you you really take in its essence, you know. It because a lot of people they think potion tasting is about the effect. No, it's about it's about what it makes you feel inside, deep down. <laughs> um this is an anchoring draught. Um, and if you had to summarize the effects of this particular potion, when a subject drinks this elixir, they become spatially anchored to the place at which they drank it. At any time within the following 24 hours, they may teleport back to this point as a main action, along with any objects, willing subjects, or incapacitated creatures they are carrying, provided it's within 10 miles. This teleportation can be done only once, and if the target point is blocked by a solid object, the shift fails. Wow, okay. I'm sorry, what's that called again? <laughs> Anchoring Draught. Anchoring Drought, okay. Or Draught. Uh, so essentially, you, when you uncork this thing, the smoke will envelop you, and then uh, you will be able to return to this point as smoke. And you can also carry stuff with you. So, you know, good if you fall into a pit, I guess. But not people? Uh, if you're carrying the person. So, like, you could Oh. You could bring along, like, one person. Like, <laughs> I can't carry... I can't carry the ring, Mr. Frodo, but I can <laughs> carry you. I can't carry the ring, Mr. Frodo, but I can teleport us up there. <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot teleport yeah. I've been there before. <laughs> <Some trip. laughs> I, I was up there 24 hours ago and drank a potion <laughs> <laughs> it's like he, he uh, jogs up ahead drinks a potion and then rolls back down this just happened to be in the neighborhood yeah you never know when you're gonna need to you know drink an anchoring draught at the top of Mordor yeah or excuse me I mean you can't do. simply I mean you can't simply walk into it so. yeah yeah you have to become smoke <laughs> <laughs> It's dumb. It's everyone's always like, "Why didn't they use the eagles?" I'm like, "Why didn't they just become smoke?" Yeah. Why didn't they just use anchoring drought? So, um, other things in this camp, uh, you find collectively between you, uh, four days of food and water. 
that is uh, four days for one person. Oh. Yep. Oh, per person or just like uh, for just one person? Total. So, oh, so okay. yeah. Uh, all of Rations. you have one day of rations, and Appa will go hungry. Um. Um. You also well, find Alabaster. Alabaster shares. Oh yeah, that's right. Nearly all of what you don't eat. Do, do you? Why don't what do I? Do you? I'm going to share my food oh, with that's Appa. So nice. Yeah. In fact, uh... I'm going to give him most of it. <laughs> um. You also find a serviceable tent. The other one has been destroyed by the cart, unfortunately. Ah. Uh, two sturdy backpacks. Magnificent. A, a, truly a treasure trove. Um, uh, dibs on one. <laughs> you have 25 feet of rope. Ooh, nice. And uh, perhaps most exciting of all... Uh, folded up there amongst the various uh, bits and bobs and things, discarded off to the side in a way that speaks of a hasty retreat or abandonment of the camp, you spy a set of armor. Oh. So the thing we found earlier was a what? A war shirt. So that's an AC-11. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't need that. I'll take the armor. So. <laughs> yeah, so this is um, not quite like a proper, you know, male shirt or like a hauberk or anything. This is a uh, pieced armor. So AC of 14, uh, encumbrance of 2. Yeah. Uh, this is like somebody uh stitched a bunch of small plates together and it's uh it's pretty serviceable like this would maybe not the nicest armor you've ever worn in your vast and storied career but uh yeah couldn't hurt no if i had it anyways like uh ichi would you want the war shirt maybe or skip shake my head no Point to uh, Skippy. Uh, sure, I'll take the war shirt. Okay. Um, yeah. You uh, you scrounge through the camp, uh, taking what you can. It looks as though most of this has already either been picked clean or carried off by whoever initially set it up. What you do know for sure is that this camp was not made by stringers. The the tent is of merchant quality, and there are spent torches stacked off to the side, and a few pieces of parchment scattered around that looks like somebody was uh, either drawing something or mapping something out. It's been smudged and rendered illegible by the chaos that ensued, but um, very likely whoever passed through here was... Uh, at least passingly acquainted with written language and the finer points of camping. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the the doors of this strange facility wait ahead of you, and deeper inside you can see that the cavernous brickwork gives way to uh, 
small corridors with walls sagging with rot and uh, further inside you can see uh, flitting in the dark a pale blue light and uh, cool. that is where we will leave our adventurers for now on the precipice of disaster uh, I'm Waffle I've been your GM for the Shattered Cosmos joined by Daniel playing Alabaster. Al playing Michigan. I'm Zach and I play Skip Wickham's. Matt and I play Nair Shakespeare. Where can this be found? It's at uh, any of your podcasting platforms and the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist Club on TikTok and the Alchemist Club 88 at gmail.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.